Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I am your host, Shane Bacon, and got a real special one today. Honored to have this man on the uh, podcast for the first time. Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney joins the Clubhouse, of course, the man behind Folds of Honor and has served our country and is, I'm going to say, one of the most positive humans I've ever chatted with or encountered. This is my second time being around him. It's infectious when you're in his presence, even his voicemail, which, you know, voicemails are the worst things in the world. Nobody likes to leave them. Nobody likes to record their own voicemail messages. And Dan Rooney has a positive voicemail message when you call. That is unheard of. So pumped to have Dan on. He's got a new book out today called Fly Into the Wind. And I think you're going to really enjoy the book. I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation about life and and what came out of this book and a lot of golf stuff in it. Of course, he's a huge golfer, a plus handicap, a ton of talents that he's been playing a ton of golf during quarantine. So real honor to chat with somebody uh, like Dan Rooney, who, uh, again, I, I just think is is really a model for, you know, America. He, he's an unbelievable person and what he's done throughout his career and his life and what he continues to do is uh, is really, really impressive stuff. So big thanks to Dan. So I haven't touched on Dustin Johnson's win on Sunday at the Masters, and, and I just wanted to speak on a couple of things with Dustin. You know, it's his second major title before Sunday. It was all about his major misses and very little, if any, about how many times he's closed in non-majors, which brings me to my point. So the modern world of golf, I feel like, needs a bigger weight to the non-major events, and, and I'll explain. The Travelers Championship this year, for instance, right? In 25 years, when we look back on Dustin Johnson's career, the Travelers Championship win in 2020 isn't going to stand out. I mean, he's got FedEx Cup titles and WGC titles and now a Masters and a U.S. Open and FedEx Cup. I mean, he's got a lot of these big-time wins. I mean, he's won in Riviera and, you know, he's won. He's he's finished the season with wins. He's, he's even won international. So something like the Travelers Championship in 2020 is going to get lost. That's just inevitable. But the strength of field at the Travelers Championship this year was the same strength of field as the Masters. Now. Winning the Travelers Championship to these players and to the media and golf fans isn't as big. It isn't as as big a career achievement as winning a green jacket. But it's as hard in terms of who you have to beat as it is winning a Masters. What I'm starting to think is we need to have some sort of a five-star system or a weighted system, uh, like a letter grade, an A event, a B event, a C event, a D event that helps people like me know how big a win was. I I need to see something tangible to understand the modern victory because major championships became major back in the day because that was the time everybody came together. I mean, the Europeans, Australians, Asian players, the studs from South Africa, all around the world, they would all converge to play a U.S. Open or a Masters or occasionally a PGA Championship, even that took a while for all the players to get that interested, especially international players, and of course the Open Championship, which has been around forever. So that was why those, those events were considered major championships. That was the biggest event with the best players and the most international field. Well, we get that all the time now. International players live in America. They call the PGA Tour their main tour. When you play a Travelers Championship and you have 
these studs from Australia and the great players from Europe and Rory and Dustin and Justin and all the all the names that you'd expect to be at big events. I feel like that would be, if you looked through a weighted system, a five-star win, just like winning at Riviera would be a five-star win, winning so many of the tournaments that Dustin has won in his career. So that's my first point is the majors are still the majors, and I'm not discounting the fact that it is a bigger deal to win a major than it is to win other events. I just think that with the way golf is now, especially the PGA Tour, it's tough to win any event, and it is imperative that we explain why because it's going to get lost in history the travelers championship 2020 is going to get lost in history we're going to forget that the pandemic caused golf to shut down for you know three months and then it returned and we had a couple of events and then everybody was playing and everything so all those wins were probably wins and a half right is how tough it was to do that another point to be made and a friend of mine made this to me the other day and i thought it was such a great point dustin johnson won on the easiest golf course the PGA Tour played this year, right? It was a super soft event in in Boston. He shoots 30 under. He almost won the week before on one of the toughest golf courses the PGA Tour played. You know, he shouldn't compete on these real tight, fairly short golf courses. But it doesn't matter. Every golf course is winnable for Dustin Johnson. I don't think you can say that about anybody else in the world. I truly don't. You can say that about Tiger, of course. Tiger won everywhere. But Tiger won a lot at the same places. Tiger won a lot at the courses that he liked. Now, Dustin has done something similar. He loves Riviera. I mean, that's a golf course that simply suits his eye. He loves Pebble Beach, a golf course that suits his eye. But when you start to look into his victories... He has won on all different types of golf courses that typically play into the hands of non-Dustin-looking players. And the only other point I want to make, and again, this is to try to help us understand how impressive certain players are outside of the majors, because we're so obsessed with how many major wins you have, is the world ranking, the world rankings. And, and I bring this up because Dustin Johnson, of course, world number one. He's about to be world number one for his 104th week of his career. Rory is at 106 weeks. And uh, and then you look up ahead of that, and you've got Greg Norman, and of course you've got Tiger Woods at a number that nobody's going to catch. It's crazy. Dustin is 220 weeks behind Greg Norman's number. That's about four and a half years of being world number one. It's an outside shot. I feel like it's a decent shot that he's going to catch that at some point if he stays healthy and he stays committed, and it sure seems like he's He's only going to get better, right? I mean, it's only going to get easier for him to feel, and I don't even want to say feel comfortable in these moments because I think he feels comfortable in any moment, but just winning another major helps him win more majors, I feel. So the world ranking, a modern look at the player, also helps us understand how impressive Dustin is. And when you start to look at things like that and you start to look at the quality of his victories outside of the major championships, I feel like the argument can be made that Dustin is the best player of this generation, you know, post Tiger, post VJ, you have Rory with more majors. You have Brooks Kepka with more majors. You have Jordan Spieth with one of the greatest seasons in the history of golf. But what Dustin has done consistently and for his entire career is something that we need to appreciate. And I feel like we don't give enough credit to consistency is something Phil, Mick- you know, we, we love to, to bag on Phil Mickelson for never being world number one and, and never winning a FedEx cup and never Finishing the season, you know, with with I feel like he's never had the, the money title either to finish the season. But Phil's consistency since the early 90s is something you can't compare with a Tiger and with an Ernie and with a VJ. 
It's not what Phil's was. So Phil's consistency, I feel like, bumps him up a little bit in terms of his career. And I feel like Dustin's going to be the same way. He should be the same way. And while it is, quote unquote, only two majors, what he has done in his career is as impressive as anybody else that has played since Tiger. I believe that. And I think when you look past some of the obvious things, like his, how many U.S. Opens? How many Masters? Has he won an Open? Has he won a PGA? No and no. Still, he has all these other examples to showcase his career. And so that was my point. I just wanted to bring up a little thing about Dustin. I feel like that was uh, that was what I wanted to say. I just I had a couple of points to be made. I feel like we need to focus on those two things. I would love, I love the idea of a five-star rating of, of events so you kind of know what you're getting when you go into the event. But who knows? If that'll happen, that would be awesome. Uh, that's that. Let's get to our interview with Dan Rooney. I know you've been thrilled, uh, and I, I'm assuming you have these pinch me moments still, despite how you know known you are and what you've done in your career. Uh, you've got a golf course that you had Jack Nicholas help redesign, American Dunes course in Grand Haven, Michigan. Uh, I know you're really, really excited. A lot of support goes goes to Folds of Honor with this project. Jack waived his his design fee. I mean, it, it's just such a such a blessing to have a friend like Jack Nicholas doing these awesome things in support of what you're doing. Yeah. And that's a great word. It's a blessing. And uh, again, I love tying it back because this is a story in the book and the, the chapters force multiply and the concept of force multiply, you know, by the military um, perspective is, you know, it's one plus one does not equal two, right? It's when you can bring a group together that equals much, a much larger sum of impact. And, um, the other part of that's so cool in the book is we've talked about this before about how often things have to be, you know, in the ashes, kind of like the greatest showman, one of my favorite movies of, of all time. My buddies call me that, by the way, the greatest showman, <laughs> because I have to completely destroy things in order for God to build them back up. And this golf course was our family golf course for 20 years. It's where we started Folds of Honor, but it was on fumes. It was not a good situation. And I went to Jack and proposed this idea of American Dunes to completely reimagine um, the old Grand Haven Golf Club, which sits in pure sand dunes on Lake Michigan. Unbelievable site. Um, and, uh, you know, he said yes and waived his $3 million fee and put together a bunch of my friends and his friends, but has been a total fly into the wind moment for two and a half years. Um, massive challenges, which, uh, again, this this linear equation in life, if you want to do something great, just get ready for the suck factor to be crazy high, right? It just is. That is the way life works. And so getting to do it with Jack, total pinch me moment. Um, but, you know, day to day, raising the money to do this thing, all kinds of challenges along the way. But it goes back to that concept, right? When you fly into the wind, that resistance ultimately allows you to ascend and we'll open American Dunes on May 2nd of 2021. And this place is going to be like nothing that has ever happened in the game of golf. And its mission certainly is to create awareness and raise money for Folds of Honor. The golf that Jack has designed there in the sand dunes is he used the term mystical. Um, it's going to take its place um, in, in rare air in the golf rankings. I'm convinced of that. But really the impact of this place is what it stands for. 
And you'll onboard American Dunes. The only way you can get into the site is through the Folds of Honor Memorial. And you'll actually walk in the boot prints that are cast in the cement of soldiers who have been killed in action, whose families are Folds of Honor recipients. And that's this big nine-foot open-air tunnel that tells the story of these families and the significance of this golf course. And I always use the analogy, like when you walk into a church, no one has to tell you to lower your voice. Right. And that is the reverence of what American Dunes in is. And, you know, Jack and I would call it church. Uh, people come to a church, they make a pilgrimage uh, because it's something they stand for. They want to be connected to. And there are so many beautiful layers um, at American Dunes. And it's, you know, it's a public golf course. Um, and we're so excited to, you know, do our hello world with American Dunes in, in May of 2021. And I hope, uh, I hope you will come and join us and, uh, and see this place next year and get out of the heat there in Arizona in the summer. <laughs> I, I've looked at some pictures online and, you know, everybody that opens a new golf course loves to tout it as they should. They should be very excited about it. But the pictures of this place, I mean, it looks next level day and this place looks like crazy good. It's, it is, it is, I mean, it literally is crazy good. And, you know, Jack has, you know, shared with me, it's, it's in the, you know, in the absolute top sites that he's ever had the arc opportunity to be an architect on. And it's, and it's really very unjack like, um, really organic and it's in the dunes and, um, it, it is just wildly special. And it, he's, he's just done an incredible job up there yeah excited to see it i i need to ask about folds of honor uh, i know you've you know talked a, a million times about folds you know it's something you came up with uh it, it is it is an american story as i feel like so many american stories are these days it's was started in a garage you know you you, you raised a million dollars your first year uh you've improved lives in what you're doing can you just talk about the story of of you coming up with folds of honor and uh, how you came up with it and, and where it is today in, in terms of what you guys are doing in 2020 and beyond? Yeah. I mean, folds is, it's my essence, right? Um, it is, it's my calling from God. Uh, I have no doubt. And my dream growing up, I'm going to be a fighter pilot and a golf pro. And I had no idea God was just putting those two things together in a unique way to, to open this door called folds of honor. And you, I mean, you said it, we, we started above a garage. I mean, with nothing 13 years ago and our mission, I wrote it down and it was to honor the sacrifice by educating the legacy. So translated that scholarships to spouses and children who've had somebody killed or disabled, defending our freedoms, you know, suffice it to say, I've, I've done three tours of duty in Iraq as an F-16 pilot. I've seen firsthand and freedom a free. Um, and, uh, I ended up back home actually going to Grand Haven golf club, which is now American dunes and was on a commercial airline flight with, uh, corporal Brad Buckland, who was bringing his identical twin brother, corporal Brock Buckland home and been killed in Iraq. And, uh, Brock had a four-year-old son and I watched them on the tarmac, um, that night. And, uh, literally I felt God's hand on my shoulder and said, Hey, you need to help this, this kid. And um, that has turned into now 28,000 um, scholarships. We've awarded about $130 million in, uh, in the last 13 years. And again, when you, you talk about the deepest meaning in life is when something you love can manifest its way and makes a difference. 
And that is, you know, my relationship with the game of golf and still are by far our biggest national fundraisers, Patriot Golf Day over Memorial Day weekend. We literally have, a, you know, a couple million people tee it up. You know, we ask them to donate at least an extra dollar when they play. We raise several million dollars thanks to our partnership with PGA of America and the USGA on, on that one. Um, but uh, it's just it's just an awesome ministry. I mean, it really is taking care of these families, the children, the spouses. And, you know, one thing that we really started to talk about this year that I'd never had before um, based on, you know, what's happening in 2020 is that 41% of our recipients are minorities. And um, humble opinion of one with, you know, all the racial injustice and inequality in this country that education is um, the only lasting bridge to equality in this country. And Folds is really proud to be doing something that's making a difference, not just, you know, being pissed off and, and angry uh, and doing things that aren't always that productive, but rather uh, investing in the education of, uh, of minority families. So, you know, they can go live the American dream and, and contribute. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. When you first put this together and you were, you know, throwing ideas against the wall and trying to come up with ways to raise money and, and raise awareness, did you ever think golf would play this big a role in what you're doing? Because you already mentioned some of the players that you're good friends with that, you know, wear it on their sleeve and, and they're, they're so proud to be associated with it. But, you know, it's, it's Patriot Golf Day and it's, it's these golf courses that donate money and all these players donating their time. Are you surprised at how, how impactful golf has been in, uh, and as you mentioned, your ministry here. Yeah, I think humbled is the word, right? And it, and it is when you, the only explanation for this, right, um, is that, you know, when you're on the right path in your life, when you're aligned with where God wants you, there's extraordinary things that can happen. And uh, this is, you know, folds of honor is the, the perfect parable, if you will, as an example for that. You know, I, I talk about it in the book and, you know, it's a really key step that I challenge people in, in the book fly into the wind is um, we, we call it in the fighter pot world, slow down to speed up. And the very first chapter um, forces people to really look at their lives and be like, Hey, am, am I where I want to be? Am I aligned with what I should be doing um, in my heart? And you know, if you are, or you're not, you feel that unrest, you feel that uneasiness, that's God pushing you in a direction but you got to slow down enough and really be intentional about where you want to get to. Um, and then I identify that in your life. And as I said, I unpacking, you know, the rest of the lines of effort in the book, the, the thing that I love about the magic in there is they stack on one another to help you get to that place. Um, but again, so often life just happens and um, I'm just, you know, when I feel it in my heart, I know where I want to go. And God put folds of honor in my heart, you know, all glory to him for getting it to where it is. Um, but you still, we've been, as we call it in our world, single target track. I mean, every day getting up at seven days a week and getting in the fight on behalf of these families. I'm going to end it with a golf question, a topical golf question, Dan. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. There's been one Fired guy, up. there's been one player that has 
taken over the PGA Tour in 2020. I know you're, you know, who I'm talking about here. It's been a guy that has transformed his body and has added distance and muscle, and it's Bryson DeChambeau. What is what have your thoughts been watching this transformation of a guy that not only has changed who he is in and around golf, but is now changing the way the best in the world approach golf? I mean, he's he's literally breaking golf, I think, over the last 18 months. How has it been for you watching what Bryson's been able to do? So it's awesome. So Bryson is a good buddy. Um, a, a little moment of synchronicity that ties us together. So he won his first professional tournament tournament wearing Volition America, which is you know the clothing brand that I designed that Puma makes, right. and it gives back to Folds. So we were connected there. But to to watch him and and I love this is don't be a prisoner of common assumption in your life, and that's that is what I love his his reckless. Um, attitude toward conventional wisdom. And it is so easy to get boxed in by other people, so easy to get boxed in by yourself. And when someone comes in and just, you know, smashes the glass um, and looks at things completely differently, I mean, it's just so exciting, right? And it transcends golf, right? What a lesson for all of us in every facet of our lives to evaluate what we're doing and what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, and don't be a prisoner of common assumption. Um, go blaze your own trail. And uh, it has just been awesome to watch him um, do that. And uh, yeah, he's he's the most creative guy, I, I think, to ever you know play the game of golf. And that's crazy saying it at, at his young age, what he has done is uh it's just nothing short of fantastic it's awesome for the game but uh re- reminds us all that uh you know the art of the possible is uh sometimes bigger almost always bigger than we think it is well dan I, I really appreciate the time it was an honor to talk to you love the book excited for it november 19th it comes out fly into the wind how to harness faith and fearlessness on your ascent to greatness and to dan's point in the book there's greatness in everybody so everybody can ascend yeah. to greatness. That's the key. Don't feel like because you're not Bryson, you can't get there. We can all get there. It's all in us. And I, uh, I pulled a lot from it. I thought it was a great read, and it was extremely positive, and it opened my eyes to some different thinking that I feel like I'm always looking for. So uh, I urge people, grab the book, give it a read. I think you'll be a fan. Thanks, Shane. And uh, I would say the, the greatest books I've ever read, you take one thing out of that will change your life forever. And I think flying into the wind um, will accomplish that for a lot of folks. And uh, yeah, you can, you, it's cool. You can get it anywhere books are sold, uh, Sam's and Walmart, um, all the uh, online retailers. And there's also an audio version that, that I had a lot of fun reading myself, which uh, I think just adds a whole layer of authenticity to, to what the book is. But man, blessed to, uh, to be on this journey of life with you. And my hope and prayer is that flying to the wind will, will help people. Uh, find uh, and chase their dreams and, uh, and and get better. Well, Dan, I appreciate it. I think people will really enjoy it. Thanks again for the time, and uh, hopefully I'll see you down the road. All right, Shane. God bless, brother. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. A big thanks to Dan Rooney for joining. A big thanks to you for listening. Um, Really enjoyed that. He, he is he is an unbelievable guy. He makes me want to be more positive 
want to be happier. I could be a little more Dan-like is what I got to say. But uh, enjoy the week. Hope you guys get out and play. If the weather is cooperating, I had a friend call me yesterday from the Northeast that said, if it's 39 and sunny, is that still golf weather? I said, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's up to you. But I feel like there's enough layers that, uh, that as long as the sun's out and it's not snowing on you, you can probably play. So if you can get out, get out, play, enjoy it. And if not, we'll be back next week for another Clubhouse. The Clubhouse with Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.